0: looking forward to what the Lord is going to do in this house tonight. Don't you love the prices? Brother Price, come and minister the word of the Lord to us tonight, whatever you guys have. Sister Price, if you're singing, whatever. Come on, give them a great big CLC. God bless you tonight.
2: Hallelujah. 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 I was going to say Brother Jordan took care of it, you ought to give a thanksgiving, and you did, clap for all the great music, amen, you can go a lot of places and not hear what you heard tonight, You come in here and God's blessed. You know, an anointing comes in a lot of ways. You can be seated. Y'all looking at me and you're ready saying, Is he going to let us sit down or not? I felt that. I felt that. Uh, But anointing comes in a lot of ways. Sometimes when someone gets up with a word, that is just something special. I've been in places where people think it's only anointed if you're spitting and kicking and running. Someone, I was at a service one time and a guy laid the microphone down, Brother Dylan. He didn't say anything, he just was talking, laid the microphone down, took off running. When it was over, someone come up and said, whoa, was that anointing or what? I thought, well, to me, that was a little bit or what? He didn't say anything. But there's anointing in singing. I think there's anointing in worship. You ever get to a place when you're, we talk about praying, but you ever get to a place where you worship and you just want to forget about everybody else? I don't care what you're thinking. I'm going to worship the Lord. You're getting, you're moving in an anointing. And I think we felt it. I appreciate this church. This church has been part of my life almost all of my life. And to see so many from my family to friends to those that I've known longer than I want to admit. I used to hear people saying, man, they're old friends. Old friends was 5, 10 years. I've got some old friends in this place, and it's good to see you. Good to see you. I am excited. I always, I've tried, I've learned, I don't look at the right now. I try to look beyond what God's getting ready to do. And I feel like there's some things getting ready to happen here that you need to let God do God's work. I'm going to preach something tonight. I had no intentions of preaching this. This is not a message that I would preach out normally. I had a, I had a really good message I was planning on preaching. Mm. I mean, you don't know what you're missing tonight. <laughs> it was good. I mean, really good. And I was all settled with it when Brother Jordan, right after he asked me, I felt, well, this is it. And then the Lord absolutely led me to what I'm going to preach tonight. And I, I've not been able to get away from it. And I'm going to share with you the book of Genesis one verse in Genesis 13, verse 14, and then I'm going to read three verses out of Psalms 139. I would speak to whomever would listen. Get involved in the church. Don't be a sideliner one that just comes, get involved in it. It takes everybody. It takes everyone. Love it. Get excited about it and see what God will do. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, the Lord speaking to Abram, he says unto Abram, after, and this is a good message by itself, After that lot was separated from him, he said, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. Look northward, southward, and eastward, and westward. We've heard that. But God's given him a definite instruction about direction. Psalms 139, verse 1, verse 2. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my Fought afar off, verse seven. David asked this question: "Whether shall I go? Where can I go from your spirit? Where? You're not lost tonight, folks. You may feel darkness, hopelessness, helplessness. You're not away from God. Where can I go?" Or whether shall I flee from my presence? I'm going to add something. I wasn't think. Just now, thought about this. Some of you have lost children that should be in church. I want you to understand with me, even though they're a long way from God, there are times that the presence of God, I really believe, speaks into their lives. It speaks in. I've asked our church to start praying for our prodigals that they would have visitations in the nighttime. And you know what's happened since then? I've had a couple of reports where children, talking about grown children, called mom or dad and said, I don't know what's happening. I've not been able to sleep. I've been having horrible nightmares. I've been seeing terrible things. I'm saying, pour it on, God. Disturb them to no end. Where can I go? Can I flee from your presence? No. No. My subject tonight, this is something that is dear to me, I preached it at our home church. It's been two years ago. God spoke to me. You understand it in just a few minutes as I start. But this is something that I have stood on, and I believe strongly. I'm going to preach tonight the God of all directions the God of all directions, in the name of Jesus. God, there's no one greater than you. There's no power, whether it's in Washington or in foreign countries. There's nothing, no one, not one thing that supersedes you, your glory and your power. God, God, Even when it doesn't look like it, you're still in control of everything. And Lord, I believe right now you're in control of what's going on in this place at this moment. And I'm trusting in you, God. Speak to us, I pray, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. A few weeks before we experienced what probably most of us never dreamed we would ever experience. March the 15th, our churches were shut down in 2020. Who would have ever thought? I will say, well, I'm not going to say that. I don't, anyway. Anyway. Erase that if you're recording this, please. I didn't say anything, folks. I promise you. We went from church to overnight them saying no church. Unthinkable. Totally unexpected. Unbelievable. About Two weeks. Well, I'll tell you, well, about two weeks before. I could have told you the exact date, but I was at our church. I love my time. I love praying with the church, but I dearly love praying when I'm by myself. I've said some things when I'm by myself to God I wouldn't ever say with people listening. They'd think I'm crazy. Some of them think I'm crazy anyway, but that's their problem. But I was praying. I love in prayer to follow God. Not praying things. I mean, I I, I know the sicknesses in our church. I know a lot of the troubles in our church, but you've got to stop and understand there's things going on here that you don't know. There's things going on right now that's, that's getting ready to affect any one of us in the near future that we have no idea, but God does. God does. And as I was praying I was praying for needs, and I started out praying for some very serious, critical needs. And then all of a sudden, there was a shift. But Danny, I I started praying for things I didn't know. I thought, what? And I mean, this thing went on for a while. I thought about the lost families. I've been in Arcadia long enough that I've seen children that I have dedicated, and they've walked away from God, and it hurts. And I I don't just go to sleep on it. I pray for them. But I was praying about families. I was praying about. I've got some dear friends in our city that I have met. Some of them pastor churches in our city that I have become very, very close friends with. And I'm trying to figure out how am I going to reach them? How are we going to get in? And so as I was asking in my way, not anyone else's, but I was asking, I was expressing, and these are just things that were still very, very strong in my mind. I was expressing to God how I long to be able to reach them. Dylan, how do you reach somebody that from all appearance they don't even want to hear it? How do you go out? You go out and you you run them off? Let me tell you, my friend. No, you can't. God, you've got to open a door. And this is what I was asking God about. And in expressing And here's where I was at. Whether you've been there or not, I don't know, but I've been there. I was expressing my feelings of hopelessness. God, I've been trying and I've been trying to reach these people. I've been trying to show what we are and how we are and I'm I'm not getting through. And then all of a sudden, something happened that, I don't know if it ever happened to me. It's ever happened before or since. As I was praying for needs that I was there, something clicked in me. And I started to pray against things that can produce fear and anxiety. I didn't know we were going to face The stuff we've been faced with the last two years. I didn't know they were gonna tell us not to come to church. I didn't know that. But I remember feeling a definite weight, and I thought, oh God, what am what are we gonna face here in our church? I didn't know it was world. And I was praying against, and the greatest thing that this this has produced is there's too much fear. God, you're greater than my fear. And in that, I started praying, God, I'm asking you for the healing and things that you deliver us from things that can imprison our minds. All right, here I go now. As I was praying... You know, when you're praying, sometimes it's good to let God speak also. We want to crank up and go for it, and when we're finished, we're out of there. When does God get a chance to talk to us? And so as I was praying, I can take you to the exact spot I was standing when it happened at our home church. And I felt it's the only way I can express it. I felt a touch of God come down on me. I'm by myself now. I'm just the Lord and I. And then I felt, and I, I was very, I, mean, I felt God speak to me while I was praying. And here's what I felt him say. I didn't know what was coming in the next two weeks. I had no idea what was getting ready to hit and what was going to happen. And I, this is when that, this message was born, and I'm thinking, what in the world am I preaching this for? But I felt him say when I was asking, and then I paused, I am the God, and these were the words of the east, the west, the north, and the south. And I just stopped. I said, okay. God, there's got to be something in this that I'm missing. I, I know who you are. I understand. But immediately, the helpless feeling that I had been feeling as I for weeks just praying for different things, the helpless feeling left me. And immediately a comfort and a praise overwhelmed me and I started thanking God for what I didn't even know I was thanking Him for. And then I felt an overwhelming assurance. And again, and, and you got to understand, some people hear God talk more than I change my socks. I don't have that. But I felt God say to me as I was praying and worshiping from the east to the west, the north to the south, I see it and I will take care of it. And it was If I'm not mistaken, it was two weeks later, it was March the 15th when we stopped having church, and I'd walk into that building by myself, and I'd start praying, God, I know what you told me now, and I know why you told me. Oh, yeah, well, this surprised us. I got news for you. It did not surprise God. It did not take him by surprise. God saw it and God knew it and God was making a way and God has been preparing you and I guarantee you there's been messages come from this man. If you go back and listen to it, there's times that God spoke that you didn't know but God said, I know what's coming and I'm going to take care of it. The God of all directions. From that point, God started confirming some things to me, assuring me. And during that time of prayer and listening, I felt him impress me. You cannot walk through anything in any direction that I am not already there. I've already walked it. Didn't know what was coming, but I accepted what God was saying. Abraham receives his promise from God to leave, and as he leaves and follows God, that's the verse I read today. God tells him, he said, I want you to look up. Sometimes we're spending too much time looking where we are instead of where we're going. You need to look up, he said. I want you to look to the north, to the south. I want you to look to the east and to the west. Everything you see, I'm going to give you. You want to know what some of our problems is? We're not looking, so we're not receiving. All I'm looking at is my problem. I'm not looking at a miracle. God said, I want you to look up. I want you to lift your eyes. I want you to look higher. Oh, but I can't get through this. But God can. God can. God will get you through it. God can. Hallelujah. I don't want to get into anything I said this morning, but I just feel that sometimes, sometimes we just look at the problem that is so great that we can't get through. you got to stop doing that to yourself, and you got to realize, almighty God, He's never been stopped at a river. He's never been stopped at a prison. He's never been stopped at a fire. He's never been stopped in a lion's den. God cannot be stopped. God cannot be stopped. And he won't be stopped in your life. I'm telling you, God I feel that he wanted me to say this tonight, this message tonight to tell somebody, you got to start looking up. You got to start look past the problem. I'm going to look on down the road. I'm gonna look over here, here, here. I'm going to see it, and I've got a God that can take me that way. He knows the way that I take. Yeah. Hallelujah. That was his encouragement to Jacob when he was fleeing for his life after he dreams that, that powerful dream and the Lord speaks to him at the end. He said, your seed's going to be as, you don't even have another kid yet. He doesn't even know he's going to live. But God doesn't look at the right now. When God speaks He's speaking what's going to be, not what he is. And he said, I want you, said your family, you're going to spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. Mm. Eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Oh, not my life. You don't know what I'm going through. You poor, pitiful thing. Nobody's going through what I'm going through. If you had any idea what somebody else has gone through, you'd be embarrassed to even think that you felt like you were in pain. The eyes of the Lord looks everywhere. And he shows himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect to him. You've got to stay close to him. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. And God knows what I don't know. And this psalm that I read, I'm not getting into anything in any depth tonight, but this 139th psalm, Lord, you have searched me and you've known me. This is not just saying when he said search. It's not just saying you see me. I see you walking in, but I see this. I don't see what you've been faced with. I don't see the things that you're facing tomorrow, but God does. You've searched me. That's talking about to examine intimately, to find out, to search out. God doesn't stop at your smile. God looks in here. God say, thank you for trying to look good and smile. But God looks past the smile and he sees the weeping inside and he sees what's going on here. First of all, David says, you know me. That means you understand me. You know what I'm feeling right now. Nobody else knows what I'm feeling, but God knows what I'm feeling. God understands who I am. God Sees everything about me. See if you believe what the psalmist is saving saying, this should change the way you feel about anything you're going through. This changes it all. He knows the most simple moments in my life. Let me tell you. My wife came in the other day and she said she'd gone to hot springs and They've done some stuff. She said, what you done today? And she wasn't expecting me to, trust me, she wasn't expecting me to cook a meal. I promise you that. I said, well, babe, I got out of bed. I made my way to the recliner. And I sat down. And that's pretty much what I've made today. And I'm still here, and I'm very thankful I made it through that. She looked at me, shook her head, and walked off. The most simple things that you could possibly go through in your life, David, Why did, have you ever questioned that? I know it's my down sitting and my uprising. Oh, you know when I sit down, and you know when I get up, Isn't that sweet? We will never find anything in our life less important than when we sit down or when we get up. But David said, God, you know so much about me. You even know when I sat down and you know when I got up. What difference does any of that make in my life if he knows even that in my life. If he knows those small times, then what David is saying and what the Lord's wanting us to see, there isn't anything that he does not know about you. There's nothing he does not know. He knows when there's a a problem on the job. He knows when there's something going on that something's not being done right. He knows. He sees it. And he sees it many times before you even have an idea about it. He knows everything. He's looked into the corners of our heart, David said. And he knows. He knows that fear. He knows. And I would to God that people would catch this. He knows the past hurt that someone has experienced the wrong that has happened to them, when something has going on in their past that has beat them down and is holding them down, God's saying I know about it and if you look to me, I'll let it go. I'll release you from it. I'll set you free from it. You know what I've seen in so many? When someone's failed, Oh, no, not a, don't you ever, ever look at a failure that someone's committed. I don't care what it is. If they come in and they want to make it right, the first people that ought to receive them. (laughs) But But you don't know what they did. And when did you become almighty? When did you, when did God give you the right to judge them? If God would turn, and I'm talking about the worst of the worst. If God would turn their life around, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand there. If they mess up again, that's between them and God. But I'm going to stand there. I will not be the elder son of the or brother of the prodigal son. Through him, that we shouldn't we shouldn't be happy what he's done. Look what. Oh my God! The father's rejoicing. The son ought to rejoice. The church ought to rejoice. Send them home. Bring them home. Hallelujah. And I believe that God knows that past that haunts you. And I'm going to say this. God knows that sin that you've dealt with that nobody else knows about. When you try to lift a hand and worship God, there's a voice that comes from somewhere that says you don't deserve to praise God. God knows that. And I'm telling you that the God of all directions is a God that sees what you're going through. And that God wants to help you. There's so much in this. Uh, that 139th Psalm is so great. You, you you need. I'm not going to get into this. I'm. I just don't feel to keep going too much. You got to understand that God sees you. If I ascend up to heaven, well, yeah, sure. No, if I get so high, God, you're there. God. David said, "If I make my bed in hell." You can't get any lower than that. If I, if I fail so miserably, God, even there, you see me. You are there. And I see you. There are spirits that would try to hinder don't you ever just think that it's just the Spirit of God. There are spirits that are at work that try to hurt you. I thank God for the spirits. That's why we talk about t- breaking through and tearing down strongholds and all of that. And that's the, that, I believe in that 100%. I believe that. But God... I'm not going to let those spirits get a hold of me. The God that sees everything in every direction. And he knows what you do not know. He left Judea and he departed to Samaria. And it said on his way to Galilee, very specifically the Bible said, He, but he needed to go through Samaria. You know it as well as I do. The Jews would look for a longer path because they didn't want to go through Samaria. And the only reason he went through Samaria, the only thing that happened going through Samaria was a woman at the well. Don't you understand that there are times in a church service Brother Jordan, it might be a song that is sung. That Why are we singing that song? That's, that's not a song that's sung, a message that's preached, a statement that is made. It comes out of nowhere. I tell our guys at home, you learn to follow God. Don't just go, well, I got notes. I, you learn to follow God because God's going to say something And there's sometimes the spirit needs to go where no one else thinks it ought to go, but we got to let God because it was there that he found the woman at the well. And it was there that that woman, I don't know what ended up happening, but it was something that proved to the disciples there's more to this than we've ever realized. And if God would come into a service and God would speak into somebody's life like this. I've still, I'm, I'm infatuated with things that I read in the Word of God. When Nathanael asked the Lord, he said, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus said, you know, behold a man who no guile. How do you know me? And Jesus said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw you. You know what? Before you ever thought about coming into this service tonight, before you ever woke up this morning and decided, well, it's Sunday, I'm going to church, God's trying to tell you, the God that looks east, west, north, south, He sees it all. God saw you. God saw you in the middle of the night last night with the thoughts racing through your mind and the concern that you felt and the uncertainty that you had. God saw you. And God directed a service from the powerful singing. He's directed it up to this point because he said, I've got to go there. Because somebody is in need. You're not alone. You're not alone. And for whatever reason, whatever reason he said, this is what I want, God's trying to tell you, I'm here for you. I realize this isn't earth-shaking. I didn't plan on it. I just wanted to talk to you tonight, what I felt. God saw it. What's going to happen down the road? Don't know. What's going to happen in Ukraine and Russia? I don't know. What's going to happen in our world? We've got rogue nations with, with nuclear missiles. What's going to, I don't know. But I know one thing God assured me. I've been there. I've walked there. I got it taken care of. Oh, I'm worried about it. Stop. But I'm concerned about it. Stop. Just stop. Abram never said, God, what's going to happen to me? When God said leave, it said and Abraham, get himself up, and he left. Well, I don't know where I'm going. He said, just go to the land, I'll show you, that's all. What do I, what's going to happen? Trust God. Just trust God. Just believe God. Let him work inside of you. He's a God that's already been there. He's a God that's already made a way. That same God that told me two years ago, the first part of March, that same God who spoke to me, said, I see it. I didn't even know what he saw. But he told me, I see it. And I'm going to take care of it. That same God is in this place tonight. Don't know who. Don't know what you need. I have no idea. But I know one thing. I serve a God that's bigger than family trouble. He's bigger than job crisis. God, there's something you wanted to tell somebody tonight. I just, I don't know and I don't have to know. But, God, I'm asking you to talk into someone's heart right now and let them know how much you care and what you're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tomorrow is already taken care of by God. Tomorrow whether that's 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours, whether that's a month, whatever it may be, if you will allow God and trust God, God has already got it taken care of. You don't need to go home and let it consume you. You don't need to let worry put you in a darkened room. Stop closing yourself off from the world and start living for God and start walking with God. You don't need to let it put you back in a corner. Turn the light off. I'm worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm trusting God. He created it. You think He's going to create it and not be able to take care of it? You're not going to stop anything. You run to him. You run to him. Hallelujah. Let's stand. I don't need to go any longer. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. You know, sometimes we just feel like it's only for the brand new person. Sometimes those of us who's been around a long time need to have a little bit of praying through too. We need to touch God. I want God to touch my life. I kept, I was hammered the last week or so about this tonight and I continually felt someone has been battling too much fear. Fear is not from God. Fear is not of God. God doesn't author it. God doesn't want it. God wants you to, the trust in God throws fear out. And I'm going to ask as the church is praying, why don't you bow your head. And as you pray, and then I'm going to turn it back to the pastor in just a moment. But if you're in this building, and you've been battling And there's some things going on in your life, in your family. There's things that you felt, fear and anxiety, and you're ready for it to be over. I don't care. It always seems good to come up. It's up to you if you want to or not. But I want us to reach out to God. God did not send me from Arkadelphia to preach something that I feel He told me to preach. And there's no reason behind it. It's time that you understand who you're worshiping. Who have you been singing to tonight? And he's got this thing in his hand. He's got this in his under his control. And he's got you taken care of. Is there anybody who wants to cry out to him tonight as the church prays? You feel free to reach out to him. Just feel free to reach out to just him. Hallelujah.
1: To Hallelujah. Just what he said. He would be, He, said he would do.
0: How many of you know that God has a plan for your life? The Lord says, look to the north, south, east, and west. But he said, look from where you are. See, what we have a tendency to do is say, just as soon as I get on the other side of this, then I'm going to start having faith to believe that God's got it just as soon as I get over, just as soon as I get to this landmark, listen, look from right where you are because God's got it. Oh, pastor, but my fa- God's got it right where you are. The sickness, God's got it from right where you, from where you are. Look from where you are. Look from where you are. Come on, all over this room, I want you to take a moment and see victory from right where you are. I want you to see what God is doing in your life from right here. Tonight, <laughs> he's doing it from this moment. He's doing it from right now. You don't have to get to the next station, to the next landmark. He's going to do it from tonight.
1: Oh, yes, yes,
0: yes. Every promise. Every promise. Come on, God's got direction for your future. Come on, sing it, sing it with them. Sing it with them. Sing it with confidence and faith. He's going us fulfill every, every promise, promise to you. you. Don't, Don't give up, up on God. My, he, he won't, won't give up, up on you. He's able. Come on, do you believe he's, he's able tonight? Able. Do you believe he's able tonight? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. What he He said
1: he would do. do. Oh, yes. He's going
0: to fulfill every promise to you. Don't Don't give up up on God, God, because He he won't give up on you. He's He's able. able. Oh, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? He's able. Some of you know the story if you've been around the church a long time. Some of you maybe don't don't know and aren't aware brother Tom Dalton was involved in a very severe accident at work several years ago. We're getting old now. And it's led to just surgery after surgery after how many surgeries, Tom? Say that again. Five since the accident. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of surgeries. 48 surgeries total. Recently, Tom had a situation that occurred. He went to the doctor, ended up in the hospital, in and out of the hospital. And Tom came to me and he said, We've got to pray. He said, Because the doctor said that this could end up with him having to amputate. And of course, we started praying and the church was praying they bandaged an area on his leg a few weeks ago just a couple weeks ago he went in the doctor the nurse took took that bandage off to see how things was going and she had to go get the doctor because she said i can't even find the wound it's completely healed completely healed from amputation to walking in victory. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. Why don't you thank the Lord with Brother Tom tonight? Now I want you one more time to see right where you are tonight and see what God's wanting to do in your life, the blessing he's wanting to bring in your life, and I want you to thank him for it right now. God, we're believing for a good report. I'm believing for healing for my family, healing for my home, Healing over my children. Yes. Hallelujah. Would you thank Brother Price for preaching to us this morning and tonight? Thank you.